Do you like giant grapes? Mmm, green. No, nah, see, me purple. No. I, I'll eat the I'll eat those, but I prefer the green thing. Why are we still doing seeds and grapes? Uh well I just mainly buy seedless. Yeah, but why have the seed like why are we even still mass producing the seed ones? Does anybody enjoy them? I'm sure there's someone out there that enjoys to consume seed. I, I just it, it feels like it's always just so gross. Like it, it's a weird texture. It, mm. it tastes like wood. You just you want it out. It's like watermelon. Yeah, but haven't they figured that out too? They have. But I don't know why they still produce a seeded one. Well, because I would imagine that. So I guess there's there's a difference between the watermelons they need to keep like watermelons from going extinct. Well, they don't have to sell them. Well, that's it, right? Maybe, but maybe the seeds and keep planting them. You think that, oh, but you know, maybe through natural selection, watermelons with seeds just end up becoming much more abundant. Is that how natural selection works? It's too late, honestly, for this. Look, the guy we're dealing with reminds me of a giant purple grape. Hmm. Now entering the Royal Rumble. the longest legs in the world I, I was thinking of him today in preparation for the show and I, he does have an odd body it's very strange and he's always been in weird outfits that I think prevented him from possibly reaching his potential mm. like when he's Mabel he's in this big baggy purple nonsense and it is like it's just hard to really take him seriously in that. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I agree with you. Who has a weirder body, him or Mo? Him, Mabel. Because Mo is like Mo is like the traditional like upside down light bulb. Yeah, he's just like a normal fat guy. Yeah. Whereas Mabel, like, w- what's happening? How did this grow? Right. Like he's so tall. If he wasn't so fat, like he'd just be a big tall guy. He'd be a multiple time world champion. Probably, but even when they later put him in the Big Daddy V garb, like, he's not really, like, he's jacked, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's big up top, but he's like, his arms are big, like, he doesn't look like you think he would look. He doesn't look like, forget, like, if you put Akeem in that suit, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, he'd he'd look a lot fatter than Mabel did in that, in that Big Daddy V suit. He's got big hits, but... Yeah, yeah, those those tits are something else. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else you could put him in. I guess what I was gonna say, like, in Vis- Viscera, he's got the big vest or the big jacket. That thing must be so hot. All I can think of is this poor. It reminds me of like when I go to this area of Montreal called Mile End in the summer, and I pass by the Hasidic Jews, and I'm like, Jesus, guys, like, you guys must be so hot right. in, under all that coat and hat. And that's how I view Mabel from, like, 1999. Just a soaking, sweaty mess under there. That big, heavy leather coat. And then he's wearing the pajamas, which looks stupid, too. I'm sure they were comfortable, but but I don't know like, what would have worked. Like, could they just put him in? Maybe it's just the color. Like, maybe the Mabel gear would work if it wasn't gaudy purple. But, again, like, I know kind of the hip-hop New Jack bright neon 90s colors were like kind of in so like i get why they went purple and gold when they did but i don't know like if those if that men on a mission outfit is like black white and gold or something does it look cooler maybe i mean why didn't they just dress him like suge knight give him a big cigar give him just cool suits i don't know or they could have put him in the andre the giant uh, singlet yeah, I just don't think his body allows for that. But what does his body allow for? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Well, I was thinking, like, actually, could they have done, like, the public enemy? Like, baggy shorts and, like, a hockey jersey or something. 
Yeah, but he doesn't scream hockey. Like, that guy's never picked up a hockey stick. Yeah, but so maybe, I mean, maybe, sh- whatever, put the tits out. Maybe do like a basketball jersey with shorts. With the tits, like, coming out the sleeves? Yeah, I know. I guess. They could have made him wear a sports bra, too. Yeah, or just do, like, what if he did, like, a singlet up top, but, like, with a baseball jersey opened over it? You know, like, that, that's like a early 90s hip-hop culture thing. I guess. Or they could have put on the clothes backwards, like crisscross. Make it jump. Now, pick an attire from another wrestler that he would make look even more ridiculous in. Skinner. Yeah. Fucking be scary as Skinner. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to look quick um, what they wore in USWA before Men on Mission. They were the Harle- Harlem Knights. Okay. I was going to try and look quick and see if there's, like, video of him. What they have on. Let's see here. I found a promo from the USWA. All right, so he's wearing... Yeah, it's similar. It, But they look more like... Um, I sent you a picture of it. It's more like baggy black pants with like a neon blue top. Oh, yeah, I honestly, see. With the head, the yeah. headbands? Yeah, it looks more like a... Uh, like, workout video. <laughs> it's like, they look like Harlem Heat, but with, like, baggy pants. Right. Like, Moe's so, even got those stupid armbands on. Yeah, so maybe if he wears, like, those kind of pants, but they're, like, leather. You know what I mean? Like, kind of baggy leather. Okay. And then, like, a black top. I really just think the purple makes him look stupid. I think that's, like, the big issue. Right. Even in the early 90s, like, and Barney's right there. You're just opening for, you know, comparisons. Yes, yes. A Grimace, or at least Grimace. Like, you know Grimace exists. Right. They're both just, like, right there for you to compare to. Now, I will say later, like, late 95, when when he's heel, they add the black accent. Like, looks a little bit better. Where he was like yes, the black shirt under it. Um, I will say the one that didn't look too bad. He was just like really kind of out of shape when he goes to TNA. Remember we saw him, and he had like the black, all black. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that looked okay. Actually, here's one from them. It must be from USWA. They're wearing red and black, and that looks pretty cool. Yeah, I see that. I think that could have worked. So, uh, uh, while I was looking at these pictures, I found this article. Mission aborted. The fall of men on a mission. Uh-huh. And, like, fall from what? Like, fall from grace. Well, were I mean, they, they were tag team champions briefly. It was a king. I guess. Like, what was their mission? Uh, I think it was to add positivity to the inner cities. So, it's the it's the older version of the New Day? I think so, kind of. I think that was kind of. Both weird. are very. They're both very throwing. Yeah, throwing the hands in the air, you know. Right, like they don't care. Yeah, like they don't care. So he debuts in late '93, right? So this is the Royal Rumble 1994. Is his first foray into this event. Comes in number 16, and when he comes down to the ring, their music is not playing. What do you think Oscar is rapping to the ring without the without the, his mic or any music? I think he's just singing the song, so he doesn't forget it. Throw your hands in the air and wave them in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get busy with men on a mission? Everybody say, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Do you think he needed to practice that six months into his run? I think it's just like, you know, there's never too much practice, never too many reps. Well, also, where was this guy when the Nation of Domination needed a rapper? Right. Like, he's right there. We got we to gotta bring out J.C. Ice and Wolfie D? He's at every convention, and I always feel bad. One of these days, if I run into him, I'm just going to pay the 10 bucks. I get the pay. Like, he always sits there with no line. Aww. But he always goes. Yeah. I bet he's really nice. Yeah, he seems it. I bet he's a super nice guy. Um, as he makes his way down to the ring, uh, Mabel, that is, Vince Vince is like, I have no idea of the tonnage that's in the ring right now. It can't be more than one ton, right? 
Well, a ton is what? How many pounds? Two thousand. Um. Well, Mabel alone's like a quarter of that. Right. But if he goes into uh, Bam Bam Crush and Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably close to one ton. I guess. But like he, he the way he says tonnage, it's as right. though there's because Bigelow's got to be what, like four hundred probably, close to it. Is that heavy? Three eighty, three fifty maybe. Right. So let's call them. Let's call them nine hundred combined because Mabel's probably over five, honestly. And then Crush and Diesel, that's probably six combined. So yeah, yeah. we're probably looking 15. at fifteen. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen hundred. Not too bad. The crowd is very into him, chanting "Whoop!" There it is. Yes. Which I was kind of surprised at. Like without the music, they just went right into it. So kudos, Providence. Yeah, I. I um they they were pretty over, and actually they've been talking about this on New John on a Mission. Those chants were like, even if it was like fake over because of the song, they were like the crowd was usually pretty loud for them early on uh, during this run, for sure. And it was like an easy thing to chant. You know, they looked they were upbeat team. Like there's definitely positives in there. I think sometimes you look back at it and think it's like a joke, but I, I think there are positives to them early on for sure, and I do think they were pretty over. Uh, I like to stare down a battle with Diesel right away too, and he actually wins it. He beats Diesel down to the corner. Well, because Diesel crushes the corner as well. Diesel knees him, and it like he it's like he bounces off Mabel. Yes. Uh, but it was a good start. Bigelow too. He kind of beats on Bigelow. Uh, Mabel's over. Like it's a real strong opening for him. And he breaks up the like the Hoss heel party. Like yes. they were pretty, and he kind of take he takes one of them out one by one. Like he does a really mm-hmm. good job. Uh, and at one point he gets in, in char- gets gets uh, starts working over Diesel, but Bam Bam jumps in behind, and then Crush jumps in, and like he's working with Bam Bam to toss Crush. Why on earth does Diesel stop this from happening? Yeah, well, that's an ongoing thing in these rumbles that we've talked about, and we'll continue to talk about. Right. Uh, but shortly after that, he is part of the group that gangs up on Diesel and tosses him out. Yeah, and him and Mabel, I mean, him and uh, Bigelow kind of lead the way, too, on that. Yeah. So it's like a big win for them after Sean baited Diesel in. He kind of moves from there. He alternates between Crush and Bigelow throughout a lot of time with Bigelow. Just as they're really working him over, Mo comes out. He helps them, and he recovers a little bit because of it. And then they double-team Bigelow. Um, he also has a fun little random showdown with Greg Valentine <laughs> when he yeah. arrives. Valentine goes right at Mabel with big blows, and Mabel kind of shakes them off. So I, he I chops cool. him. He chops him hard too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, as soon as Mo comes in again, I know I know better by now. Mm-hmm. But like, as soon as Mo gets in, I'm like, man, these guys should really be running the ring now. And of right. course, they don't. Right. It felt like they were going it for a minute there. Yeah, like they just they just don't know how to book tag teams in these things. Right. Every now and rare that you know, rare occasion you'll get one that works, like the Brainbusters in '89. Like there's a few throughout time, but it's not a regular thing for sure. Right. But even the Brainbusters in '89 don't dominate it; they just work together. Right. Right. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I mean, like Mabel and Mo are like a thousand pounds combined. Right. Like they should be don- just destroying everyone. Like they don't have like n- neither one of these guys got mist spat in their face, so they can't <laughs> right. dominate. Uh, I, I find that like his work here is like there's a lot of clubs and crushing people, mm-hmm. but then I thought like when you're that size, that's kind of just what you do, right? You crush. Right, there's people. not much else to do. Like what else is he gonna do? Now, do you think he has a loving wife? I think so. Like she's been crushed, right? Right. She's definitely gonna be uh, a giving woman to withstand. <laughs> Uh, he does save Mo from Bigelow and then just walks away and leaves him there to get worked over again. And yeah. then he decides to help Bob Holly against, against Valentine. It's like, but he leaves his buddy and go work with someone else. Uh, they do get back together, but Bigelow kind of sneaks away. Then a cool little bit where Mabel holds Satanka for Sean and then Sean levels Mabel by accident and he just like yeah. no sells it and walks away again. Um, he likes to just walk away from things. He eventually <laughs> gets shoved against the ropes and a whole group gang up. Uh, Mo kind of watches because Sean super kicks him down. Well, and, hold on. At first, though, it, that's really sloppy. We'll get to it when we get to Mo. But, right. like, there's this one camera shot where they pan back, and Mo is just standing there watching. Right. He's, like, waiting for the super kick. Yeah. like, But, like, for, like, a good, like, three, four seconds. Like, way too yeah. long. Right. Uh, and Mabel gets dumped by the gang. And overall, this is a good showing for him. Uh, he was very over with the crowd. He didn't get lazy. 
I didn't think at all. Like no. for the most part, he had some good big man spots. He felt like a centerpiece. They focused on him. You know, the times he did work with Mo were pretty good. Uh, and it was a fun night for him overall for his first rumble. I thought he stood out. Yeah, I thought he did well. Like, I, as he got punched in the face by Shawn Michaels, I love that Vince McMahon goes, Mabel is going to remember that. And were you surprised that no one else made, like, an elephant joke? Like, <laughs> Yes. Like, I was like, oh, wow, that's some restraint from DiBiase and Vince there. Uh, yeah, like, I, I thought he did some pretty good work here. Like, you know, nothing spectacular, but, you know, not a, not a bad run at all. Um, as for presentation, I'm at a one. Um, I found that he was presented kind of as a tag guy. He did well, but I, I don't know. Like, it didn't really give me enough to think he was really being presented well. Um, yeah, I mean, I gave, him, I gave him a three. Like, I thought they talked him up well. He looked dominant. Think of the guys he stared down and went toe-to-toe with. He, Like you said, he broke up the Haas battle. Like, he was definitely presented as a player. And I think a three shows that he's not. We're not saying he's presented as a major threat. But he's presented as a guy that could own the ring a bit, and I think he did. Even though he doesn't really eliminate anyone, he is leading the charge for uh, Diesel to get thrown out. He takes a whole crew to throw him out, which always looks good. So he's presented well there. Like it wasn't just like a oh, one guy powered him out in an impressive feat of strength. It was like it took a whole bunch of guys to shove him out. So yeah, and he dead. It looks like he dead weights them too. It's elimination. Yeah. Like fuck it. If you're gonna throw me out, you're gonna work for it. Right. Um, but yeah, they really marveled at his size. Uh, I guess I just, I struggle with these tag team guys here. Like, I, and this has been a consistent thing for this project with me is that like, if you come in as like a known tag team guy like right. this, I just, I, I, I struggle so much to, 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 to take you seriously in the match. Like, has it, yeah. has a tag team guy even ever come close to winning? Hmm. Fatu in 94 in this one, I guess, but he's not really close, I guess. He's just final four. Right. And maybe I was thinking like legacy guys, even though they were kind of more singles than team, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that was also like, they were more of a faction than a tag. Yeah. Even, you know, Um, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. I I think even with that restriction, he's presented strong within that, within that restriction, you know? Yeah, I see it. I see it. Um, I'm at a one for work. I, I liked his work, but and I thought he was energetic, but I don't think he really did much more than clubbing and squishing. Yeah, I went to. Um, again, I thought he brought a lot of energy for a big guy. I liked the, the teamwork with Mo. I thought it was solid whenever they did do it. Uh, I like his squishing in the corner of guys, and I thought it was good like that he led the charge to get Diesel out. That looked good, and the bump was good to get eliminated. Yeah, and after everything we've said, I'm going to bump him up to a one for effectiveness. Like, he okay. did lead the charge. I'll give him the point there. Okay, yeah, I went one for effectiveness as well. He he led that charge. I thought he looked good. And also, I, he was effective in busting up the, the heel hospital grade that like we talked about. So that was like an effective baby face position to come in and, cut, you know, something Savage didn't do, right? Like, he came in and, and cut that short. Right. Well, I mean, Savage did come in and... um Stop Diesel. So right, but he didn't. I mean, he, he ended up getting eliminated and didn't really put a dent in them. Mabel led the charge. He could Diesel out of there and then yeah, turn the tide. Yeah, like he, he didn't fail. Like Doink. Right. <laughs> Definitely not. So that gives uh, Mabel nineteen ninety four a score of nine. And uh, oh Christ, we're starting. To, we're getting in the realm now where there's a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so. Is he is he better than Big Boss Man two thousand? Yes. Yeah, that was boring. Ron Bass eighty eight. Probably. Butch ninety one. Yeah. Billy Gunn two thousand. Mm, I don't know what do you think on that one. Billy Gunn's got a couple of the nations. He's probably a bigger star. I'd put him below Billy Gunn. I think. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so uh, Mabel nineteen ninety four. Right out of the gate as the 153rd uh, best Rumble appearance of all time. Okay. Well, see how he does from there. We'll go to 1995. Yes. Comes out at 17 with Oscar. He gets a decent pop, and he, he feels like he's a little more swagger. 94 felt a little bit like uh, deer in the headlights a little when he came out. 
But here you right. can tell he's kind of feeling himself more. They're about two months out from the big heel turn. Um, the ring is pretty thin. He goes right into a big stare down slugfest with King Kong Bundy, and the crowd is into that. Vince and is maybe, like, Vince yeah. is very much, he might be the one guy who could eliminate King Kong Bundy. And he does. Uh, he wins that showdown. He slowly powers him out, which kind of looked cool, too. Like, Bundy tries to hang on and just teeters and teeters, and then he shoves him out. And Sean is basically like, on his back while he's doing it. So it was, I thought it was impressive little feat by Mabel to do that, to dump, shove Bundy out while Sean's, like, hanging on him. Yeah, and it was at this point that King declares that his pick is maybe Mabel. Maybe. 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 Uh, then he starts working with Davey on Sean, but mm-hmm. uh, Sean is able to hold on. Uh, and then Lex Luger comes out and fucking just destroys him. <laughs> but he takes a really cool bump. Yeah. Like, Luger, like, double leg scoops him and dumps him out, and he kind of flops over. Um, so really not much this time, but I thought the Bundy thing was pretty cool, and the elimination looked good. I will say, and this is going to be a running theme all through 95 for us, even for guys we've covered already, they just do not use guys to their potential. Like, no. You know, he eliminates Bundy, give him a little run of being a strong guy, let Luger kind of avoid him, and then he finally catches him or something. Like, did, you know, let him stand tall. Do you think they had their plans for him at this point? I don't know. 95 is such a effed up year. Because it's so weird. Like, when you watch, because when I was watching him in this Rumble, I was like, holy shit, like, this is the guy. I, I would never imagine at this point that this is the guy who's going to challenge for the world title at SummerSlam. Yeah, I doubt it. I'm guessing they had more ideas for, like, Sid or Sean. And, you know, we we kind of covered 95 a little bit on our la- most recent uh, No Holds Barred where we covered the Brett Diesel stuff. But That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe not yet. Maybe mm-hmm. when they turned them heel in March is when they started to think about it, I'm guessing. Because he, he does beat Adam Bomb in the qualifier at your House 1. So, like, they definitely know by then. Right. Uh, here, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they even knew Sid was coming back yet. I don't know how quick that materialized because that's still like a few weeks out. But I would say it's unlikely they thought this guy was challenging Diesel at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, right. At this point. Hey, you know we're going to build a company around? This tag wrestler. This guy right here. And like a tag that's done nothing for a year. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm again, I'm at a one for presentation. I mean, he came out, he got to throw a Bundy, but I don't know. It still feels like a tag guy and they gave him no time this time. I gave him a two. I mean, he comes out and I think he looks more confident. He's presented more confidently. And I thought he looked strong going toe to toe with Bundy who, you know, it's not like Bundy's on the end of his run. He's just getting started. He had won a survivor series. He's getting set up for taker at mania. So, and he went toe-to-toe and threw him out. So I thought that looked pretty good. So I gave him the, the bump there. I mean, we'll see when we get to Bundy, but it feels like Bundy's another guy that probably should have had a bit of a run in this thing. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the push he was getting, like I said, like, it's Survivor Series is on that team. He had just returned in October, and they're setting him up for uh, for Mania. And I think they knew that, right? Because doesn't he interfere in the IRS taker match earlier in the night? I think he comes out. So I believe so, yeah. They knew that they were headed that route, I think, by this point. So it's crazy that he doesn't have, like, a pretty dominant run in there. And to have Mabel, of all people, dump him when he's setting him up for Taker, it seemed odd. I feel like it should have went the other way around. I feel like Bundy should have thrown Mabel out, and then Luger should have, like, struggled and powered Bundy out. Yeah, I guess. I, or, or maybe, maybe put Undertaker in the match. Right, instead of that awful match. Yeah. Which I have never Undertaker watch again. in fights. Yeah, but you're going to have to watch many times. Uh, I'm at a one for work for 95. I think it's his showdown with Bundy's fun, and I want to give him a point for that. Uh, yeah, same. And one for effectiveness. Like, he didn't do much, but he did eliminate Bundy, and that's not nothing. Yep. All right, that's a, that's a total score of seven. And uh, we're going to go look at sevens. Oh, this one's not so bad. Is he better than Jake Roberts in 1997? Probably not. What about Billy Gunn from 2001? Probably not. No, because he has the one music there, right? Yes. Marty Jannetty, 90. That's what D- I think probably not, because that's what DiBiase did the beginning. Yeah, but that's quick. He just comes in and gets thrown out. Like, he doesn't have an elimination. He doesn't do the thing with, like, Bundy has the Bundy moment. I guess. I just I feel like he- Mar- Jannetty, like, wrestles for, like, a minute 30, whereas Mabel... 
Yeah, but Janae just wrestles and they gets thrown out. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, Mabel at least throws out Bundy. All right, put him ahead. Who cares? All right, so that's uh, Mabel, 1995, 184th okay. best Rumble appearance of all time. All right, 1996, he's in earlier this time. He comes in at six. Uh, he's at kind of the back end of his relevancy now. Like, it's crazy. In 95, like, he, we weren't even close yet to his heel run. And all of a sudden now it's like over. Pretty, this is it. I don't, I don't know if he's even on anymore after this. I know he's on the Raw Bowl a few weeks before this, but. Right. I don't, I think this might be it for him. Uh, I, I do think he looks better here. This is maybe like, he's kind of got the darker colors. He's got the dark hair now. He's eliminated the, the blonde. He's in slimming black. Yeah, I actually thought this is kind of what he should have had on probably all that time. Maybe it would have looked better. Uh, Vince and Perfect talk up his size immediately, saying he's a huge monster. He may not be able to get eliminated. So I feel Perfect like goes, actually, he gets talked up quite a bit here. Well, Perfect goes, you talk about a heavy favorite. <laughs> yes. And he's full – I mean, like, it means it means a lot more now that he's, like, in full King Mabel mode. Right, yes. And, like, his, he comes out with his arms around Mo, like Mo has ever accomplished anything. Well, he is a manager of a number one contender at SummerSlam. Is he a squire or a sir? Is he a sir? sir? He was sir Mo. So he's a knight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right. No, thank you. Uh, He does try and power Henry Godwin out and just tortures him for a minute there. Uh, And there's a cool bit where Hunter Helmsley runs and jumps on him and Mabel just like swats him off. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Um, Yeah. Well, Perfect is suggesting that they call AAA to get Mabel out. And yes. that elicits a yuck, like, ha, ha, from Vince. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy is Mabel's 25 years old here. I know, right? He was like, super young. They must have seen him as such an, like, a, a hot prospect. Yeah, again, I don't think he needed many tweaks. I think, you know, we didn't talk about either. Like, Beyond the Purple is the name. Yeah, it's a cow name, right? Maybe, yeah, or an old woman. Like, it's it's not a 25-year-old monster wrestler. Like, if he had Mitch, maybe, I don't know. If, Mitch? If he was, this is something else. Uh, I don't know what else he could have been, but Mac. Real na- What's Mac? his real name, Mac? His real name's Nelson, which I don't think works. No, either. that wouldn't work either. Frazier. How about Mac? Just Bo call him Mac. Mac, Mac, because I think they had Joe and Mac, caveman ninjas on Super Nintendo at the time. I don't know. I was just trying to think like Mac Daddy, Daddy Mac from Chris Cross. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of an M word that maybe if they wanted to keep men on a mission, that could have worked. That wasn't Mabel. Mike. I think it, Michael. Michael Matthew. and Mac. Michael Matthew. and Mo. Uh, there has to be Maddie. Even Maddie maybe would have worked. I don't know. There had to be something that was different than Mabel. I think the name and the purple really sunk him. I think if he had a better name and the black without it being as baggy, I think maybe we're in business. A little you know, more. it's not just the purple, too. It's that, like, his 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 uniform, whatever you want to call right. it, it looks like overalls also. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's parachute overalls. Right. Which I imagine would have probably been very comfortable to wear. Oh, I'm sure he was comfortable. It just looks stupid. Yeah. He's like the new age Uncle Elmer, the overalls. All right, men on a mission. <laughs> the scuffling out there. <laughs> Uh, so he's throwing their hands in the air. He's one of the guys that bails out when Jake unleashes a snake. The biggest uh, snake I've ever seen. Yeah, it's monstrous. Yeah. Uh, Mabel moves over to Holly, tries to throw him out as Mo kind of barks orders. He goes back to Godwin. Uh, he's just kind of walking around. He gets a clothesline from Godwin by accident. After he's holding someone. Like, he's not learning the lessons. Right. He just like keeps it, trying to help guys that turn on him. And why, why does he have so much trouble getting Holly out? Like, why couldn't yes. he just put him out? Wouldn't that do us all a favor? Yes. Oh, yes. Please. Yeah. A lot of time with Godwin. Then we get the big stare down with Yoko, which kind of plays off their issues from the fall when they fought it in your house. Mm-hmm. And they're, when they did the tag stuff with Yoko and Owen against Men on a Mission. Uh, fun bit where Mabel hits an avalanche on Yoko and Godwin gets trapped behind him. I thought that I looked kind of cool. And then, uh, then Vince. Yeah, I love that spot. And then Vince is like, Mabel wants to be the only big man in there. Yes, it's a strange thing to say. Yes, with being the only big man. And I love, too, that around this point after that avalanche, Jake taps him on the shoulder to do something, but, like, Mabel just walks away and splashes Godwin instead. He loves walking away. Yeah. He's, he's, this guy just, he's, he's chill, man. He doesn't hold grudges. He right. just, just wants out of the way. Yep. 
Uh, but yeah, him and Yoko battling the ropes are good. He really abuses poor Henry Godwin this whole match. Yeah. Uh, he, he also helps Kid when Razor shows up. He shields Kid from him yeah, and, like, yeah. shoves Razor back. Kind of an odd position, political stance to take, but he takes it. Yeah. Uh, and then him and Yoko fight together some more. He swats off some kicks from Omari. Will not sell for Omari no, at all. Not, I don't blame him. Uh, then they start taking turns and hammering random opponents. He ends up with Savio, and then Yoko turns on him and throws him out. I'm really glad we got to see Savio come in. So we heard Vince like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think it was fine overall. I think it was some good big man power stuff, but a lot of standing around. Uh, the one that we didn't get was the big pileup tease that we usually get, but he was a centerpiece for a bit of this. Uh, I love that big splash on Henry Godwin. I thought that looked great. Yeah. And I liked the monster battle with Yoko. So I thought there was some positives in here overall. Me too. I mean, look, I don't like that he struggled with Holly. I don't know why he couldn't throw Triple H out either. Like, wouldn't that have done us all a favor also? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, like, I like him. I like the, like, maybe yeah, this is me, but, like, Savio kicking him in the face is a nice callback. Like, was that revenge for King of the Ring kind of thing? Right. Yeah. Um, but I think just, like, in general, I view him as more of a star in this match. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, he's coming off a main event run in the summer, and even since then – He's been positioned, he feud with Undertaker. So, like, since May, he's really been presented as, like, a top guy. So, yeah, yeah, of course, he feels like a big deal. And I still went two because I think while he feels like a bigger deal and he's at a bigger spot, um, he doesn't – he's not really talked much on the way up either. You know what I mean? Like. Right. They don't present him as – I thought they actually presented him better in previous years talking him up. Well, and they don't actually really let him do anything. Like, I mean, he does – he works in the ring, but, like, you know, like, like, I know I'm joking about getting rid of Holly because we don't want to spend 40 minutes watching him. But, like, like he can't throw that guy out. Right. You know, like, it is – he just came off a main event run. He can't toss a couple guys. Uh, That being said, he's at my highest presentation so far, which is a two. (laughs) Yeah, I just want the same. Yeah. Uh, one for work. Uh, I just found there was like a bit, like you said, a bit too much lumbering and just kind of mm-hmm. hanging around. Yeah, the one actually feels a little low. Um, like we both gave him a one in '95, and like this one was much more fun. Yeah, I'm gonna the, bump just, it up. Me too. I, I think the murdering of Godwin all throughout it was like pretty fun overall. Yeah, I am still going zero on effectiveness, though, because... No, me too. Yeah, I didn't really do much. Didn't achieve shit. All right, so that lands him with an eight. Mm. Nothing is the same. All right, let's go in the middle for this one. Uh, t- better than Tatanka, 94. Probably not. Better than Hillbilly Jim, 88. God, 88 feels like so long ago. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Probably. <laughs> it was like two years ago we watched it. <laughs> remember, how happy, remember how happy we were to be done with 88? <laughs> I remember where I was. I was in a hotel room with Foxwoods watching it late at night. So glad to be done with it. All right, so better than Hillbilly Jim 88. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so uh, I'll tell you what, my friend. Mabel 1996 is the 172nd best Rumble appearance of all all time. And we are rapidly closing in on 300 appearances. We're not going to hit it tonight, but we're getting close. All right, getting there. All right, and then, so he goes away for a while, and he, so we get to 99, and mm-hmm. he's he's not supposed to be in the match, right? No, this whole stretch is weird. So he comes back in 98 um, when, after Shamrock won the King of the Ring, he randomly shows up on a Raw and, like, attacks him. Oh, God, imagine they, the, had a, imagine they well, had a MMA they, match. Well, they fight later that night, and I think Shamrock beats him. Uh, but on that Raw, was it, like, a pretty memorable moment? He splashes him and does that noise when he does it, and it's, like, so loud. <laughs> um, why Why wasn't he angry with Stone Cold Steve Austin or Triple H in the prior years? Right. I don't know. For some reason, Shamrock pissed him off. I don't remember him, if he stuck around or not, like, what he did, or if he's back around now. Uh, but, no, he's not. He beats up Mosh backstage. Right. So the 11 buzzer rings and no one comes out. And we go backstage, and he's beating the shit out of Mosh, and then just comes to the ring. 
Uh, Michael Cole says we saw him earlier with a mask beating on Mankind. So I'm guessing, oh, yeah. I think it might have been his return. I, I, he, I think he may have not been around since that one appearance in, in 98. What is he wearing? Um, vest and a dress shirt? It's weird. Yeah. It's like, again, they didn't know what to do with him. It was like he wasn't sure what to wear. So was he supposed to be maybe like a hitman kind of thing, like for hire? Oh, yeah, You okay. know, he attacks him. I'm trying to well, look. then they, they should have put him in pink and black then. So he made a one-night appearance on July 6th. That's a Shamrock deal. Mm-hmm. And then he made his full-time return on the pre- – so this was his big return. Okay. So well, he only showed up once in 98 and then comes in here. Well, as he comes down, Michael Cole says he's 500 pounds of meanness. Mm. Oh, no. He's mean. He's angry. Uh, but right away, he's fucking tossing, guys. He I can't jumped. believe WCW didn't bring him in during this stretch, by the way, while he was away. Well, wasn't he supposed to be the third man? <laughs> of course. He does have one, that little stint TNA later we talked about. It looks like he has a one night in ECW and just kind of bounces around other spots like Memphis and shit between this. But I feel like he would be just completely shit on by the ECW audience. I'm sure he was. Like, isn't he the precipice for, like, aren't they at the King of the Ring 95? Like, <laughs> yes. Throwing garbage in the ring because of him? Yes. Uh, but they talk up his size, Cole and King do. He throws out, uh, he, he cleans house, honestly, yeah. when he comes in. He just destroys uh, Tiger Ali Singh, Dan Severn, and Steve Blackman. Uh, just unloads on them. And then he throws a blue mini and draws as well. So, like, they make him look, like, really strong here. He comes out his big return earlier that night and just cleans house. So I, I thought, like, when I thought about this one, like, I didn't remember it. And, like, and I looked no. on our sheet and I saw he eliminated five guys. Yeah. And I was like, that must be a typo. Do you think it meant you thought he went to five guys? Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure he did. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Uh, then he starts to go toe-to-toe with the road dog. But well, then, first Edge hits a low blow. That's what oh, stops that's right. his reign of terror, but yes. Yeah. Then he goes toe-to-toe with Road Dog. The lights go out, and then he gets kidnapped. Yes, the Undertaker's music comes up. <laughs> when the lights come back on, the Acolytes and Midian are beating the shit out of him. Uh, and they fight all the way to the end of the aisle, where Mabel goes face-to-face with Taker. And Mabel seems affected. He's kind of, like, wavering. But then he tries to fight back again. Yeah. And then they, he gets jumped and dragged out. And Cole says Taker had promised he would take another body tonight. Um, so I actually like this quite a bit. I, I did not. Re- I, this is a rumble I honestly don't remember that well. I didn't see it live, and I haven't watched it a ton since. Um, so I, like a lot of it is still kind of fresh to me, shockingly enough. But I thought he looked great. I thought he looked dominant, as badass mm-hmm. as ever. And the Taker stuff is big too. Like that was a huge angle starting. And he goes toe-to-toe with him. Like, he kind of fights off his gang. And he's chosen by Taker to be part of this group, so. Yeah, I don't know why Undertaker would choose Mabel on his team after all the bullshit Mabel did to his face. Well, maybe he knows. He's like a vicious animal when he wants right. to be. <laughs> I love how Taker, like, delivers some sort of fucking weird monologue to him in the aisle. Yeah. And then Cole's like, he was put in a trance. <laughs> Right. And he kind of was. I mean, like, he did a good job selling the trance. He was, like, kind of wavering back and forth and stuff. Now, is he the only kidnap victim in the history of the Royal Rumble? Um, I know people have been knocked out of it and beaten up, right. but kidnapped and taken away? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bastion Booger's stomach kidnapped him, maybe. <laughs> the fucking Bombay belly, that's what he had. Uh, yeah, like, it's funny, the 99 Rumble, like, you remember it being bad, and it is bad, and, like, I like this moment, but this moment causes the second, um, four minutes of nothing happening in the ring. Right. Like, that's what I remember about this Rumble, is, like, there's so much dead time, they don't book the first half of it, but I like this, too, I I thought it was interesting, and I couldn't believe how fucking spirited he looked, getting in there and just throwing guys out. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, presentation, I went uh, two. I also went a two. Uh, creativity, I went a two as well. Like, he comes in, cleans house on a bunch of guys, and then I thought he was really good. And, like, I thought the storyline was pretty good, and I liked his part of it. I thought he looked cool fighting off the, the gang and staring down Taker. Like, I, I just thought the whole 
the whole thing was entertaining to me. Like above a one is like the baseline you could do, and I think he did a little bit more than that. Yeah, I don't know if he did more. Um, I liked it all the same. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. But even when he was eliminating guys, he kind of did it in a pretty boring way. Um, but I, I wanted to give him some credit for everything that was going on. That's why I went one. Because my baseline zero. <laughs> right. Well, zero to me is like they did nothing. Like a one is at right. least like something. And then I thought he was a little above that. Uh, and then for effectiveness, I went three. Because he cleans out five guys in a minute. <laughs> Which, which is pretty effective. Yeah. <laughs> he, and and he went from being uh, a guy who was forgotten and hadn't been around to by the end of this, like, three-minute stretch, like, it vaults him into one of the top angles of the company. So, I, I mean, it was like, I don't know how much more effective, really, you could get for a guy at his status at this point. Like, and he's only out there for under three minutes all in, probably. Yeah. A dude that wasn't even on the radar until heat that night all of a sudden throws out five guys and is enveloped as one of the top storylines. So I went three on effectiveness. I thought it yeah. was pretty damn effective for him. Yeah, for all the same reasons, I'm just at a two. But I agree. Um, all right, so that gives him a score 12, which is highest. Imagine mm-hmm. this is his highest. I know. It was good. I, I had no expectations going into it. And I was like, damn, like it looked pretty pretty great. Like I had no memory that this was his return and all of that, so – all right, let's see where he lands with this 12. Is he better than Hercules 1991? Uh, yes. Duggan 91. Uh, I don't know. Duggan doesn't do much. He's in there like five minutes. Yeah, he really doesn't do a lot. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, what about Butch 89? Butch 89 is in there for fucking 18 minutes. I feel like we liked him, though. Like, wasn't he, like, super aggressive and shit? Yeah, he was aggressive. So let's put him below Butch, above yeah, Duggan. that's fine. All right, so, well, you know, you know, Mabel's making his way up, and now he is at the 117th best Rumble appearance of all time. He's moving on up. Moving on up, my friend Mabel. Also moving on up is the North-South Connection, Aaron. Anything you're uh, hot on your list lately? Uh, well, I definitely uh, must listen for me is always wrestling above replacement with you and Marcus. Uh, you guys are, are chugging along through the NXT season, and I'm digging it. Uh, Marcus's disdain for uh, NXT is great. You balance them really nicely. Uh, but it's a fun show, a very different concept, uh, very varying, <laughs> wildly varying results than, than most recap shows. But that's a good thing for me because I actually quite like the um, – I quite like the uh, the shock of it all, and I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I'd also throw a shout-out to uh, Ryan Gray, killing it with clotheslines and headlines, killing it with the GWWE stuff. Um, he's doing a great job anchoring uh, Rocco, Rossi, and Eller. Um, I'm really enjoying that show so far. And another throw-out to uh, Marcus and Tim with the GWWE stuff with High Low. Um, I, I love the concept that it's like, cause you and I do deep dive into our lists and, mm-hmm. and they're talking for like just a couple minutes at a time for every guy. And I find it kind of refreshing and different. And, and, and I think that's the theme of the things that I'm loving lately is just things that are a little bit off the beaten path and different. And we have tons of cool content just like that coming at you each and every day. I would say about 85% wrestling with some pop culture sprinkled in. And we're really proud of all the content. It's consistent. Uh, the quality's high. A lot of cool guests. And everyone just takes a lot of pride in the shows they turn out. So spread the word for us. Do us a favor. Share it with a friend. And uh, continue to listen and download. We appreciate it. Yeah, like like we're watching a lot of Royal Rumbles for you. Yes. I'm miserable. So help yeah. us out. Yeah. Oh, you don't even – and you guys don't even hear half the complaining. <sighs> all right. Let's go to 2000. Viscera. Yeah, now, Viscera, of course, that was his name once the Undertaker adopted him, changed, gave, changed his legal name to Viscera. Uh, he's now wearing the coat, and he comes in early, comes in at eight, and he starts out solo. Gasps, yes. gasps from the audience when he comes out. Yes, like, oh. It's well, Rikishi's like, solo in the ring, that's why. So I think they're yeah. like, oh, okay, this is going to be like a pretty pretty big showdown, and also kind of a gatekeeper test for Rikishi, who's kind of coming up here. He had only just been around a couple months, so um, and him Vistra actually had come to issues. I believe they teamed at the uh, December pay per view that's that right. time yeah. and turned. Uh, they trade big blows. So Vist is a really cool looking belly to belly and drops a leg, 
He's hammering away, but he misses an avalanche, and it takes three super kicks, and Rikishi barreling into him, and he does his big flop to the floor. So, again, he's only in a minute and a half, but, like, I thought he got the job done. He looked like a force, and he put Rikishi over clean. So, I don't know. Like, I'll take this over nine minutes of nothing. Oh, yeah. I have no issues with this at all. Um, I always hated this look. We talked, we've talked a lot about his looks. This is the one I hated the most. But I think I was supposed to hate it. Like, I don't know. There was just something disturbing about how he looked. Right. I, I don't, I just never got it again. Like, I guess they were trying to make him like, like again, like when he comes into the 99 Rumble, he's maybe supposed to be like a paid gun. And now here he's like supposed to be like a higher tough with like the big coat. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all strange. It's all just very strange. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a fun spirited run. I, mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Um, I'm at a two for presentation. Same. I'm at a one for work. And a lot of that is that belly to belly. Like I thought that belly to belly looked mm-hmm. really good. Um, I'm at zero for effectiveness though, because ultimately I get, I mean, I guess he put over Rikishi, but he wasn't. Yeah, really I, I gave the one for that. Like, this is a big moment for Rikishi. He's climbing the ladder. This is his breakthrough match and him getting to eliminate a dude of viscerous size who's had success in the Rumbles before. Like, I thought that was a cool moment. It almost felt like a low key pass of the torch. Like, has big man, a big man. Has he had success in the Rumbles before? Yeah, well, he's, I mean, just last year, he threw out five guys in a minute. So, yeah, like, he's not an easy out. And before that, he lasted a bunch of time. He threw out Bundy. Like, you know, he's not usually, like, a guy that just gets thrown out by anyone. So Rikishi gets up on the level with the big dudes that have taken him out. Rikishi and uh, Lex Luger. Yeah. Those are names. Yeah, yeah that's true. All right. Four took, like, ten guys to throw him out. That's true. Well, like, we, Nick took Yokozuna. So, like, I mean, these are big dudes that take them out, you know? We also weren't sure of the tonnage, though, that was involved in 1994. Sure. Could have been way more. Um, that gives him a score of seven. And he's already had a seven, so that's a nice, easy comparison. So where are we here? Uh, he's below his last seven, for sure. Which one was his last seven? His last seven was 96. You think he's below? Yeah, he's below 96. Mm-hmm. Is he below Hillbilly Jim 98? I just don't remember that Hillbilly Jim run. I feel like we keep screwing him over, but I have no memory of it. I think it was pretty spirited. He was near near the end. What about All Volkov? Right. Volkov, 88. I feel like we kind of liked him. Yeah. What about Santana, 90? I put him above. I have no memory of Santana, 90. Yeah, I feel like that didn't actually happen. Right. All right. 100... Uh, Viscera 2,196 best Rumble appearance of all time. Okay. Well, let's move ahead five years to 2005. Because I, I guess it seems like he just never leaves, but I guess he's gone in 2000 for a bit. And he comes back in 05. Um, yeah, he must be. I'm trying to look quick. Uh, yeah, he leaves after, in August, his contract runs out. So he's kind of around till then. That's when he does his indie stuff. He does TNA. Goes to uh, he's in Memphis for a while. Actually, goes to the UK for a while, and then he shows back up in September of '04. Look at attacking. the size of that man. JBL brings him back to attack the Undertaker. Okay. And then he moves to Raw, mainly on Heat, until the he starts working with Trish. Working with Trish. I think she brings him in as like a hired gun as well. Uh, but anyway, in 05, he's late. He comes in at 23. His entrance video is insane. It's just his face and fire and red. <laughs> and like, it's like, what? what's happening? I don't need, I, I already have enough trouble sleeping. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need this image. I think one thing we could say is they love this guy. Like, they kept giving him chances of bringing him back. That's obvious. Like, they always wow. would go to the well with him. Like, do you th- I don't think he ever really disappointed no, I mean, he seemed like a like a, one of those guys who you never really hear anything bad about. Like, they just kind of chilled. And he was also, was he in the Bone Street crew with Taker? I forget. That would make sense. If he's one of his boys or not, I don't remember. But um, I think he was, I feel like he was at least like a Taker guy if he wasn't actually in the crew. Like, I, I feel like I remember them. Yeah, I buy that. When he comes in... Jim Ross says, this is as close to 500 pounds as you're going to get. 
is close. Well, what does, does that look, mean? <laughs> according to Wikipedia, he was not actually in the Bone Street crew. They actually mentioned that? Well, they actually, there's a wiki entry for the Bone Street crew. It's uh, oh. Crush, Henry Godwin, Midian, Mr. Fuji, Paul Bearer, Godfather, Rikishi, Savio, Undertaker, Yokozuna. So is he like like Rad Radford in the click? Yeah, he's just, he's just kind of a hanger-on. An associate uh, member? But anyway, he has kept bringing around. He does come in at 23. We get the usual talk about his size. Yeah. He slams Ray hard to the mat. <laughs> Why so hard? Why does he slam him so hard? He spikes the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, then he just kind of... At this point, that Jim Ross... At this point, Jim Ross is like, he doesn't have the catch-as-catch-can skills. <laughs> He's kind of just in the background from there. He leans on Benoit. Then he just kind of stands in the ring and waits for Cena to turn around and see him when he yeah. comes in. Viz takes one swat and Cena just throws him out. So we didn't even get, like, a cool power spot. I did like the elimination, but beyond that, it's just nothing. Well, and, and Cena, like, shoves him out of the way at first, too. Yes. Because he's like, no, I got to do a bunch of punches first. Right. So like, and then he eats a million punches and gets back. Like, I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen him run. He runs at Cena. <laughs> yes. So yeah, this 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 one felt more like nothing than anything else he's done so far. I gave him the one just for presentation because they do again talk up his size and all that and as a threat. So at least they're present. They're not like ignoring him. They're presenting him as a possible player. But then I gave zeros to the rest. Yeah, I'm zeros across the board. I just can't bring okay. myself to give him any points here. All right, that's one. Not too many ones, but I think he's going to have a few. Is he better than Animal 2006? Probably not. Really, I, I was I was going to lean probably, but still his 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 like presence is less offensive than Animals in 2006. All right, I don't care what everything. What about Damien Demento, 93? Below. Okay. You're a Damien Demento advocate, I see. Being Sanka. <laughs> That's uh, 271 for Viscera 2005. Mm. So. All right, we go to 2006. Now he's fully in the love machine gimmick. Ugh. After the, the stuff world. with Trish and all that. The world's largest love machine. He's wearing the big silk pajamas. Here he's got the purple and gold pajamas on. Should he have changed his name when he became a love machine, or was Viscera still appropriate? Well, oddly enough, I feel like Mabel would be a better name for the sex (laughs) machine. (laughs) The sex machine, Mabel. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I guess they could have maybe Vissy. They could have shown it to Vissy. (laughs) Vissy. Uh, look at that big Vissy. Is this, is this his best attire, the pajamas? No, I, I like the Big Daddy V attire the best, actually. Okay, the tits. You like the tits. Or the suit. The suit at 99. Yeah. Uh, he's in the purple and gold pajamas here. That's right. Uh, usually talk about him again, and he's a monster. Cole says he won a battle royal to get the spot. And then, in which I believe yeah. is punishment. Uh, if you recall, and I was talking with our buddy Marcus about this recently, Matt Hardy at Survivor Series. Do you remember this? What happened with him? No, but I, I know what's about to happen to him. So Undertaker returned at Survivor Series 05, and he cleans house. And Hardy, like, didn't bump for him. Right? It was something like he, like, left the ring and wasn't part. Like, he should have been one of the guys to take a beat up, but he wasn't. He, like, didn't want to take it or whatever. And he ends up getting punished a bit. And I think this was part of that punishment because, like, he this goes from right away. Yeah, Samoan drops him and then fucks his ass. He ra- he rapes him. He 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 flips him over on the mat and he fucking just rapes his ass in the middle of the ring. Yeah, and this is a move he was doing like regularly, and I think they wanted to get it in before he gassed out. But it's really clear because then a moment later, like he shoves off a twist of fate and just throws Hardy easily out. Yeah, so and everyone that, just yeah. stands around too and watches the rape. Yes, I think this was part of the Hardy punishment. I love as it's happening. Michael Cole goes, "That's interesting." <laughs> he also gets a good line. He says, "I think I've seen Viscera these colors before because he's got the purple and gold yeah, on." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he also like thrusts his dick at, at Hardy before like running into him too. Right. Like, yeah, it's it's a real fuck you to Hardy. I think I think it's punishment. Um, he's fun too. He tries to knock out Super Crazy. But he squirms all around and hooks the ropes and hangs on. King, King's got a great line here. 
um, I think it's super crazy climbing on him. And he goes, look at Viscera. They're climbing on him like they're climbing Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> and it, I think it legitimately breaks Cole because he he's kind of laughing for the next, like, 30 seconds or so. But he also, like, it's not inappropriate either because he just raped Matt Hardy. Right, yes, he was, yes. Yeah. Now, he goes after Orlando Jordan. Will he be trying to bang him as well? Well, then they work together against Shelton after they uh, go at it. Uh, are you saying they tag team Shelton? Mm, tag team Shelton. They do. <laughs> it is pretty boring, though, uh, from there. Uh, he does take a cool-looking RKO, though, and then yeah. Masters and Carlito team up and throw him out. Yeah, he's the RKO. I also love that there's a point where he, he chops uh, Orlando Jordan down and then does a little dance. Yes. Like, I'm like, what is this dance? I've never seen this out of this man. It's a sex machine dance. Yeah, all right. Well. Uh, so anyway, quick flurry in the beginning in the abuse of Hardy, which was a good spotlight. But otherwise, just a guy. Um, I, uh, do like the, I, I, I do like that it took a tag team to get him out. Right. I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm at a one for presentation. I guess, like, I mean, how do you present a sex machine seriously? Right, right, same. Uh, I am at a two for work though because I gave one point for the rape and one point for the dance. <laughs> I just gave the one. <laughs> one for effectiveness. I mean, like, I'll never forget this. Yeah, and he threw it hardy, uh, so yeah. he does have the elimination. Yeah, so that's a seven. Another seven. Fucking uh, Mabel's hitting it with the sevens. Okay, well, is this the best of his sevens? Is it better than 96? I don't think so. Oh, 96 is eight. The hell? Oh, my God. I put... Oh, I messed this up. Mm. He didn't have a seven before. There we go. I just have to um, fix this quickly because we made a mistake. Okay, seven. So He did have a seven. He had a seven in 95. No, he had a 7 in 2000. And 95. He had a 7 in 95? 2, 3, no. 4, 5, 6, 7. 1, 2, 3. Yeah. What the hell is it? I oh, think we've made a change. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Okay, so hold on. Let's fix 2000. All right. Because 2000, for some reason, I put it with the 8s. I don't know what happened there. All right. Um. So is 2000 better than 95? Yes, right? Mm, yeah. Better than Billy Gunn. No, let's put let's put it just ahead of ninety five. That'll solve okay. that. Okay, so let me just fix that. And I think I put this one below. Well, I don't know. Is it better or worse than the Bundy stuff? I I like it better. Okay, <laughs> but I mean I like it better for the wrong reasons. Right, like, right. Um, like I mean, look, I would put it ahead of both of those, but probably not ahead of Billy Gunn two thousand one. Yeah, that's fine. But that would put it like. That would put three Mabels back to back to back. Right. But that's okay. So that's uh, the Matt Hardy rape is at the 186th best Rumble appearance of all time. Okay. And hopefully that's the last seven, so I don't have to mess that up again. There we go. Okay. All right. 2007, he comes out at 19. He's in so many of these. (laughs) It's a lot. I mean, he's one of those guys you just forget. It's like yeah. our next guy when we get to Holly. Like another guy who forgets around as long as he yeah. is, but he just lasts way longer and all of them. Yeah, I mean, if you thought like when Viscera showed up in '93 as Men on a Mission, like 14 years later, and he's not there consistently, but he's still hanging on. Yeah, uh, it doesn't get much talk this time. The announcers are kind of distracted by Booker T and Kane fighting outside. He's in a robe now, though. Yes, yeah, he's got the smokers <laughs> jacket on. Uh, Cole does say in 1994, it took seven guys to eliminate him. So he does call back to that. Uh, I do like the all-white jammies he's got. I, I thought it looked good. Uh, the jammy jams, the white ones? Yeah, they look good. He does start yeah. trying to load on guys right away. We get some fat jokes from JBL and King. It's a big digression from past years. They put him over as a monster, and now he's just a fat fuck, according he, to them. He squishes CM Punk early, too. And, like, what a wild matchup that is. Yes, Oh, well, and that was kind of a thing, like, well, at least, I think, later in the year on ECW, they have, like, a little tag stuff going on with them. It's such a crazy pairing. He uh, takes a quick beating from Rated RKO, spends some time mauling Punk in the corner on the ropes. He almost throws out RVD with some help from Johnny Nitro, but he can't finish, and RVD hits him with a hard with a clothesline. Uh, but Viz pops up, and he crushes RVD with his own clothesline and steps on him. I thought that looked really cool. Yeah. 
Uh, he ends up against the ropes, and a big gang comes, and they're pushing and pushing. Shawn Michaels shows up and ends up super kicking them, and then they all get him out. Uh, so, again, not much. I thought the clothesline and RVD looked great. And it was cool that it took, like, ten guys to eliminate him. So, at least they kind of made him look strong there. Yeah, I guess. I just, again, it just, this one just, again, felt like nothing. Like, they got nothing left for Viscera here. Like, yeah. Well, he's just about to get a big push coming up, though. Like, they're not done with him. I can't. It's insane they're not done with him. But but I guess he's only, like, what is he, like, 35 years old here? So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I went one um, for presentation, and that's it. I went zeros across the board. So we were at one again. Is it better than his other number one, which is Viscera 2005? Uh, probably just because the eliminations. Is it better than Damien Demento 93? No. No. Okay. So he uh, takes it from himself as the 272nd best Rumble appearance of all time. I did just see a uh, – it must have been from like 06, 07, the Doty Facebook account because it's John Cena month or whatever. Actually posted a match they had a raw with Cena and Mabel or I guess Viscera. Oh. Uh, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> it was clipped up a little bit, but Cena deadlifts him and fu's him, which looked awesome. Oh jeez, yeah, Cena's crazy. I have, like, strong. No memory of that, but even even Viss looked okay in the match though, like from what they showed. So I had no memory of the match. But well, he's look, he's never bad. Like right. I mean, Christ, even the Diesel match, he's not awful in it. Like no. it's not an awful match. Like it's, it's not just the rest of the package hurts him. Yeah. But, like, we've been through it. The name, the yeah. look. Well, he comes out with a new name and look at 24 in 2008. He's uh, Big Daddy V now. He's with Matt Stryker. He's been working as a team with Mark Henry a bit. Uh, he's got the singlet. Well, the doublet, whatever. whatever it's <laughs> uh, with the how, big did not, how did they not get in trouble for those tits? I know. But it, I think I always liked this out. Like, I think it was made him look more imposing and menacing that – it, he almost looked like a superhero villain, like comic right. villain, like uh, but not like a, a super villain, but like um, like a monster that would like erupt out of like another universe to like attack, you know, what I mean? right. something like that. This is well, like a big monster. He looks like a fucking monster. Like he yeah. really does. Like yeah. uh, they also call him the quarter ton titan. Yes, which is a good monster name. It is. So I think this is actually this has always been his best look to me. Um, and Joey Styles puts him over big. He says he's the heaviest competitor in the match at 500 pounds. He lays in some shots on whoever beats on Kane. He hits he hits John Morrison with a dominator, and Morrison doesn't sell it. And that leads me to believe that Morrison is like hurt by it. Right, right, probably. Yeah. Uh, Henry comes out. They work together as a team. They've been a team on ECW. Uh, they end up grabbing Hornswoggle, but Finley shows up and saves them. Oh, I think. Michael Cole says the words, the great protector. Oh, like, God, I know. The great protector, like three times in ten seconds. I know. It, it's, it's so maddening. Like, I, Why would anyone call anybody that? <laughs> well, he's, I don't know. Call him the great protect, pretender. Protector. Yeah. Uh, Kane and Viss go at it, and Viss, uh, Big Daddy V, I should say, ends up hitting a set-out powerbomb, which looked kind of cool. But then he does nothing until Hunter just throws him out pretty easily. So I thought I th- this is really his weakest showing, given even when you factor his elevated presence and gimmick, opposed to the past pajama years, like, he's kind of getting a push here and looks menacing. And I thought Hunter threw him out like he was uh, talking about Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense that, like, Big Daddy V is in ECW and Chavo Guerrero is the champion. Right, right. Like, wh- oh, how? How? How could he possibly defeat this man? Well, I give him one presentation because, again, I think they talk him up well as, like, a monster, as a threat. Him and Henry are intimidating, but then I didn't give anything else. Well, I'm zeros across the board. So um, how does it rack up against 2007 and 2005? I think this is his worst. Is it better than Animal 2006? I don't know. You're the one that hates that, so you tell me. I could give Animal a bit of cred here. What about Billy Gunn, 1995? I think he's only aimed, like, two seconds, right? No, so. he's in seven minutes, and then he starts oh, fighting uh, with uh, Bart for no okay, reason. Okay, yeah, this is better. Okay. Mind you, this is a long run for Viss. Like, he's in there for seven minutes, right? Like, which is right. like a marathon for the poor guy. <laughs> like, Well, that's going to close the book on uh, Viscera with the 275th best Rumble appearance of all time. 
So he's peaking at the low 100s, and his worst is is this one at 275, mm-hmm. which is crazy because that like we seem to like him the like the whole package the most here. Right, right. Uh, nine rumbles, total rumble time 49 minutes, and seven guys eliminated. All right. Well, most in five of those came in 99. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, a little inauspicious. All right, should we go through our top 10 rumble performances? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, nothing changing. Uh, number 10, Bret Hart, 1994. Number 9, Ultimate Warrior, 1990. Hulk Hogan, 